G'day, Mark Howard here. I'm lucky enough to be on the road with former Australian wicketkeeper Brad Haddon, and we are bringing you cricket updates every morning on the Willow Talk podcast. Here is a little preview of the show. For more episodes, click on the link in the description, hit the follow button, and you won't miss a sec. Good on you, crew. A listener production. Start your day off on the front foot. Beautiful drive. Ripping start. Cricket news, views and behind the scenes action. Well, this is going to be good. This is Willow Talk Daily with Howie and Hads. Welcome along to Willow Talk. Mark Howden, Brad Haddon with you. Hads, I'm in Hobart. We'll get to the reason for that shortly. But another big night of cricket. We'll get through it all this morning, all the news, all the previews. And we get our cult hero, Timmy Pringle, to join us, which I'm looking forward to. Good morning to you, Bradley. Morning, Howie. Yep. I've been up nice and early. I've, I've got my coffee. We've debriefed the, the last few games um, with my mates. We've debriefed the Australian captain. Who should it be? Should we let the band go? So... Over the coffee, we solved a lot of the problems. I think we may have caused a lot, but uh, I'm here to clear it all up with you. Well, I've been up early studying, and I'll explain to you why <laughs> shortly. Uh, now, the the late game last night, we'll start with that because it was Sri Lanka 8 for 152. Nasanka, who we saw in Australia last summer, do some wonderful things. He was the mainstay, 74 off 60. They fell in a bit of a heap because of a man called Kartik Myappan. Roll the tape. Out, caught in the deep. My up and strikes. Oh, big shout for a call behind. It's gone. Yes. And now Kartik Myappan is on a hat trick. This match is turning and turning. Never been a hat trick for the UAE in 2020 internationals. Yes, there is now. Dasan Shonika. The captain of Sri Lanka castled through the gate and Kartik Mayappan take a bow. We're both smiling listening to that, Hads. Extraordinary. Rolled out three wrongs on the trot and the one to get the Sri Lankan captain who's a right-hander through the gate. Well done to Kartik Mayappan. And I was jumping around uh, in the Qantas club, to be fair, on the way down to Hobart. Outstanding effort. Outstanding effort by the man that was born in, uh, in India in Chennai. Yeah, how it was all classed. You, you see a lot of hat tricks in, in 2020 cricket at the back end of the game when guys are trying to take advantage of the last overs. But this is when Sri Lanka were in control of the game. They, they look like they were going to make a 180. They were two for 92. And, and Miappen come in and bowled three perfect wrongs. But the one to get the, the actual hat trick was an absolute gem of a ball. Beat him on the inside. It looked like he had a perfect defence. Found that little gap. And, and what a moment it was for him. I tell you what, though. Yeah. There was an Aussie who was the first to get a hat-trick in 2020 cricket in the 2007 against Bangladesh. Can you remember? Oh, gee. If I didn't know we were doing a quiz. Um, I, Watto? No. It sort of looks like Watto a bit. Nathan Bracken? B. Lee. B. Lee did, did he? Yeah. B. Lee against Bangladesh. Brett Lee on a hat-trick. That's close, LBW shout, and given! He's gone! Patrick Lee. first time in International 2020. Take a bow, Brett Lee. But this one was a special one. Big moment, under pressure. I loved it. Did you ever bowl? Have you ever taken a hat-trick? No. Oh, I've taken a hat-trick in junior cricket, but that doesn't get. I've that never counts. bowled in the first pass game. No, but I, junior cricket, to... what did you used to roll out? 
It varied. I, I, I had small man syndrome. I, I don't know. <laughs> Still do, to be fair. Yes. Still so, do, to be fair. Yeah. I, I used to like to find halfway down the wicket. Oh, you, you um, bowled short, did you? You're an angry man. But they didn't get up. They didn't get up. But I was an, an aggressive, slow, medium bowler. Um, I went to leg spin later. But I, I tell you, actually, <laughs> this, uh, you'll laugh at this. Come on. I remember I went to my first ever rep trial. And yep. everyone at that time thinks they can bowl fast. So they went around the room and asked, uh, who's who's the fast bowlers in the room? And I put my hand up. And they, they probably couldn't see me because I was so short. And <laughs> they picked another eight bowlers to go in different nets. And they said, oh, who's an opening batter? And we all put our hand up. And they picked the other eight to, to go and face them. And I thought, oh, this is going to be hard to get picked. They're not even noticing me. And then they said, oh, who's can wicket keep? And, and no one put their hand up. So I said, how hard is it to catch a ball? So that, that's actually how my career started. I went to the rep trials uh, as an aggressive bowler <laughs> and ended up leaving the under-11s rep ACT as the wicketkeeper. Well, Australia is ever thankful, ever thankful. Um, so it, it, Sri Lanka back on track. We don't need to spend too much time on that. They were far too good for the, uh, the, the UAE in the end. The other game uh, yesterday, the Netherlands by five wickets, three balls remaining in the end. Timmy Pringle, a big part of it, who we're about to hear from. But I guess the big story out of that is that the Netherlands are now two from two, and they have got one foot into qualifying for the next stage. So well done to the, the men in orange. Yeah, they did an outstanding job, the, the men in orange. They, they they took the game on. Timmy Pringle, he, he got a wicket to, to start the game. He, he opened the bowl and he, he won the big moment at the end. But Namibia, to me, after an outstanding performance in the first game, yeah, they looked like they played scared cricket. And in these tournaments, you, you've got to free yourself up. You, you've got to walk into the fire. You've got to take the game on and not wait for the game to dictate to you. And to me, that's what it looked like a, a bit with the Namibia. They look like they're scared to take the game on. They're thinking, "All we've got to do is win one more game, and we'll get to the we'll get to the next stage." But they forgot about the most important thing was the moment they're in right now. And, and just looking through the score, David Wise faced only five balls, and JJ Smith faced three balls. They're their two power hitters. They, what, they what played they seven at? eight. Oh, I just kept saying, when are these blokes going to come in? And, and they didn't. They were seven and eight. And as you say, they, they faced hardly a ball between them. It was a bizarre piece of strategy. I didn't get it. Yeah, it looked like they they tried to they overthought things a little bit. They tried to left and right handers. They they ran hard on big grounds, but. When you're in that situation, this is where the great players, this is where you have your rascals in your team, the David Warners and the Maxwells, they love that big moment. They're never thinking about just getting through, let's try to... It's about taking the game on. And if I could say anything to Namibia next game, they've got to take the game on. Go walk, as I said before, walk into the fire, win that big moment, and don't be scared to, to lose. I love it. You're getting me pumped up here this morning, Hadzi. All right. Timmy Pringle, our cult hero, not too far away from joining us, Hadzi, which is really exciting. A couple of news stories out of yesterday. The first one, Pat Cummins anointed the one-day international captain. Now, we spoke about this a couple of days ago. We threw up a couple of names. Paddy Cummins gets the job. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a smart choice. David Warner wasn't considered. We've read that. His band still stands, and there wasn't time to overturn those findings. So... Paddy Cummins, of his choice, he's done a really good job in, in test match. The only thing that will throw a curveball up is he doesn't play a lot of white ball cricket, actually. He's missed more than um, 50% of the games. But 
on the flip side of that, what that will do, it, it allow us to start to develop some leaders. It, it, if a Mitch Marsh takes off in his white form, all, all of a sudden his name come, comes over to be vice captain and have some experience. It, it allow us to experiment with, with a few different players when Paddy has a break. So do you expect... As a result, Paddy will play more one-day international cricket leading up to the World Cup, which which is the gig we're in, the October World Cup in India next year, October and November. Do you expect him to play more or do we need a really important announcement as who is the vice-captain because you would expect they're going to have to captain games throughout this next one-year period? No, I, I don't think so. I think he'll play a lot of um, the, the white ball leading up. As soon as the test series finish now, you, you'll start your white ball preparation. And we've seen that uh, over the last couple of months with the, the 2020. You, you go into cycles and, and Paddy will fit perfectly going into the cycle. He'll play majority of the games leading in. That They'll they'll tinker a bit with their team. And we'll probably see other guys get the, the odd game to, to captain. But... Paddy will be able to put his identity on the team. This is the standards um, we want to set. This is what we have in Test cricket. And, and there's probably five or six players that, that play all three forms of the game. So it'll be a, a smooth transaction. Uh, he's been really, really good tactically, actually. Yeah. Um, Paddy Cum- Cummins, he, he's been, um, he presents really well to the media. Um, he's got a great following inside the team, so it's a smart choice. Oh, he's just a lovely fellow. Like, you know, everyone talks about Paddy Perfect. Oh, I'm sure he's not perfect, but every time you see him, he comes and says g'day, ask how the family is. He's just uh, he's just a beautiful, beautiful man. That's the best way I, I could think to describe him. And the other news story, George Bailey, the Australian selector, came out and made some comments about Steve Smith in the opening match. Uh, you can relay your understanding of those comments. I, I don't think there was any great surprises there, though, Hads, to be fair. No, no great surprises. He, he basically said Steve Smith won't, won't play the, the start of the tournament. Um, he, he can play a role um, through the tournament. And and I expect at some stage Steve, Steve Smith will, will play a role. He, he's a class player. But you can't you can't knock Tim David's form. Um, the, we're not talking about a guy that's he, he's okay in his form in the game. We're, we're talking about a genuine match winner, someone who can turn a total of of 160 where it'll be a close game and then the last four overs, he can get the, the game to 200 and take the game away from the opposition. So he's someone that had to be picked. He's been compared by, by the great, actually, Ricky Ponting to, to Andrew Simons, someone who can dictate a game that, the way Andrew does and, and dominate that, that back end. So his form, we just, we just couldn't leave out. So Steve will play a role, but I think it's a smart choice. Devil's advocate, the only real concern around the cricketing fraternity is if Australia loses three in the power play, for instance, against a swinging white ball, maybe Bolt and the like, you don't have that Steve Smith style of player to work your way back into the game. So who could potentially play that role for Australia if they were to lose early wickets in the power play? Yeah, I, well, I think Matthew Wade. I, I think his oh. form over the last... Oh, 12 months has actually been the difference in, in our 2020 results. I, I think he's been outstanding under pressure. He, he can play two different roles, Wade. He can be the aggressor and he's got some great power and he, he can be the innovator, but he can also anchor an innings. So I, I think Matthew Wade could do that role. But also 2020's changed a, a bit as well, how he teams aren't looking for that anchor role. They're thinking we're going to go in with six to seven power hitters, and if the first three don't get it, we'll back that one or two get it at the back end as well. So I just see Australia playing a style of game that they're just going to keep taking the game on, and I don't mind it. Love it, Hads. Up next, our cold hero, the man we've anointed, the player of the World Cup so far, Hads, from the Netherlands, Timmy Pringle. 
Hi, I'm Aaron Finch, and this is Willow Talk. Well, Hads, our next guest, we've been speaking about this man for three days. He's our number one favourite cricketer in the World Cup. He's a cold hero. His team got the job done against the UAE. They've just had a win against Namibia. He's taken wickets. He's got runs. He's diving around the field. He is our number one man. And our first guest on the show, Timmy Pringle. Welcome, mate. It is great to see you. You're in Geelong at the moment. How are you going? Cheers, Al. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. It's, um, yeah, awesome. Awesome to be here. Um. Awesome stuff for the boys in Orange as well. So, uh, yeah, it's good. We got we got so many questions for you about you and your background and your father and how you ended up playing cricket yeah. uh, for, for the Dutch, which is fantastic. But in all serious, mate, two games, two wins, still need to keep rolling to make the next stage. But by gee, it's been a fantastic start by you and your country. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's been good. Um, yeah, I guess we expect, expect it in a way to go different too. Um, and I will poop. Prep as well has been awesome. So, um, yeah, we just got to stay um, humble now and then move on to Stolenko on Thursday. Yeah, Timmy, I love the cliches there and, and take it back to the team. <laughs> hey, what about your performance? You seem to love those big moments. You, you bowl on the power plays. Uh, you looked under control at, at the back end of the game with the bat, mate. It must be a good feeling. Still too needed. Still too needed. Oh, he put his hand out. Now Tim Pringle. Can you come back for a second? He's running like his life depends on it. He makes it. Tim Pringle. They will celebrate. The Netherlands win by five wickets. I guess that's why um, you, you, you did play the game. Um, you know, it's to be under the pump and do well um, under those times. But, yeah. Always nice to help the team, I guess. Cliche again, so, yeah. Well, you're talking about helping the team and, and playing as a team, but where about you and the individual, mate? As I said, you're, you're our cult hero. You're the yeah. man we're following during the World Cup. Now, now you're, you're playing for the Dutch, but your father, Chris, played cricket for New Zealand at a very, very high level. Someone told me a story today, Timmy, that you have to confirm or deny, that he was a first-class cricketer in New Zealand Auckland. and he went round the New Zealand camp in England asking for some one-day international tickets and somehow got part of the whole operation. That surely can't be true. No, it's spot on, actually. Yeah, he was actually, I think he was playing some clubbies over in England. Um, and then, then he was at a training or something like that, like having a bowl and whatnot. And then, um, yeah, I think half the team went down and he was into it. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's how, <laughs> how it all kind of started for him. And he, yeah, just, yeah, into it really. So, and, no, and your own. Story. Your own cricket, uh, I've been told we've got a, a close friend working with you, Ryan Campbell, at the moment. He said you're doing a fantastic job for the Netherlands, but there's situations with qualifying and New Zealand have got an eye out for you as well because because you're a man that delivers on the big stage, as we said. So is that something Moment. that could happen down the track? Um, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Um, like now, for example, but I'm, I'm it's, yeah, stoked playing for Holland at the moment. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens like a bit down the line, I guess. So, yeah, it's going good at the moment for the Dutch boys. So Things are going really well on the, the field, Timmy. You guys have started on fire in this in this tournament and you look like you're, you're nearly certainties to, to qualify for the next stage. But what, what I'm interested in is, is what happens now? What, what have you been up to off the, off the field? Who, who's, an, who's the annoying guys in the team? They, they tell me you've got um, Dan, Siri, Christian, um, in your setup as well, so yeah, uh, yeah, he's floating about. He's a great person to um, have around. One with his experience, but he knows everything, Dan Christian. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred um, percent. He, he's great to be around as well, and he can swing a, a club or two as well. He's 
pretty handy on the golf course. So, um, yeah, no, he's awesome to, to, to um, yeah, having the group. So, yeah, it's, it's all good. Timmy, when we yeah. first Googled you, because I texted Haz and I said, you got to watch this bloke, Timmy Pringle. He's diving around the field. There was one today where you were batting and you, you dive straight through the stumps. <laughs> Tim Pringle has virtually flattened the stumps. He's, he's got them at a, at a crazy incline because he was running hell for leather. Nothing was coming in the way. You're getting wicked yeah. and you got the glasses and the hair. And the first thing, I don't know if you've ever Googled yourself in Australia, but it comes up Tim Pringle, wedding singer. And I was like, he's a multi-talented man, this man, Timmy Pringle. I'm not that, sure that's, about that. That's obviously, that's obviously not you, but, but are we the only ones to have identified you as a cult figure? I noticed the fans getting around you in Geelong. Um, I had some young blokes yeah. go from my local cricket club, Bowen Heads, and they, were, they came all back to training. All I was talking about is this man, Timmy Pringle. Yeah, mate, to be honest, I'm not too sure where that um, has come from. Uh, just like, yeah, I obviously played the other night um, against the OE. I was throwing myself um, around a little bit. And then, yeah, I'm not sure where it's come along. Um, yeah, I just enjoy being out there um, for, for the Dutch boys and being on the park. So, yeah, I'm not really sure where that sort of come along. But, yeah, happy to be the cult figure, as it um, so be, <laughs> I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. We, we, better, we better let go, Timmy go shortly, Has, but yeah, you might as well give him a real crispy one before we uh, we let him go to sleep because he's he's got a, another couple of games coming up, so he's got to get his rest. Mate, Timmy, all, all I want to know is, mate, you come on Australian shores and um, you, you've got Ryan Campbell, mate. He's, he's risen from the dead, mate. He's a, he's a great man. He's he's oh. actually <laughs> the first guy to uh, ever bring the ramp shot into the mm. game. So has he talked you through that yet, Cambo? Um, as we speak, um, no, he hasn't, but he's uh, taught me through his um, Shield Hundreds, um, everyone at that. Um, speak, <laughs> he spoke spoke to me about his, his under at the G as well. Um, no, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Timmy, we love your yeah. work, mate. It, it's great yeah. for you to jump on and join us because in our first show we talked about we'd love to get the chance to speak to you. Hopefully we get to keep speaking to you as the Dutch just carve their way through the World Cup, mate. Go well and keep playing with the passion and style you have because we're loving watching you play, mate. It's absolutely brilliant to see you and your country doing so well. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hi, this is Glenn Maxwell. This is Willow Talk. Plenty more to come on Willow Talk. Really enjoy the work of Timmy Pringle. We've got the previews coming up. We've been working through the big news stories of the day. Had you're still here with me. We're just punching on. Mate, we are. I tell you what, I enjoy talking to Timmy. He loves the big moments. But I, I tell you what, though, you look different um, today. You, you look a bit on edge. You're not your bubbly self as you always are. What, what's going on, Howie? Well, to be fair, Hads, I was meant to commentate the World Cup for the first time, Australia versus New Zealand, on Saturday night. Now, Australia versus New Zealand, I would know uh, better than any two cricket teams in the world, but something happened in Hobart, and I got a call from the people organising it. Um, I've never commentated a World Cup before, so I was debuting on Saturday night, which I was starting to get a bit edgy about because there's some serious commentators. And then I got the call, uh, something happened in Hobart to one of the commentators, he had to go home, so I'm down here so I'm doing the double header uh, this afternoon so I've got uh, Scotland versus Ireland and the West Indies versus Zimbabwe and backing up on Friday night not mate I've seen the rundown there's there's pitch reports there's interviews with captains there's commentary stints so um, I'm a little bit edgy because some of these fellas I'm not completely across to be fair at this stage Hads but I did a lot of work last night I'll be right to go and we get there but yeah not, a, a, a tricky World Cup debut I think you call it you know what Howie mm. I love it 
it, it would have just been too easy just to roll in on a Saturday night, you know both teams, sit yeah. in the spot you normally sit, yeah. put your bag down. This reminds me of my debut actually in, in Hobart. What happened? I, I remember getting called up. I was at the, the Blue Gum Hotel in just <laughs> after a grey game in, in Sydney and Steve Bernard rung and long story short, I, I get down there and I remember standing at the front door um, thinking, where do I put my bag? Because I've, I've heard all these talk. If you put it in the wrong spot, to, to imagine if I put in Shane Warns or if I put in Steve Walls or even worse, I put in Ricky Ponnings in, in Hobart. I'm never playing again. Have, have you got those sort of nerves going like, where do I sit? What? Who do I talk to? Who do I approach? Well, my question for you is how many of the playing 11 had you met before when you walked into that team? Yeah, I'd only met the, the New South Welshman. And that was only briefly as well because they never played. They never played with us. But I tell you, I'll make it easier for you. I was petrified also. And I stood at the door looking in, thinking, who do I talk to? Where do I sit? It I'm I'm going to be fascinated whether you have that same moment because you don't know anyone. Well, I, there's there's five people I'm commentating with. I've met Ian Bishop before in the Caribbean. Carlos Brathwaite, never met. Pommy Mbungwa, never met. Preston Momsen, never met. Samuel Badry, never met. So I'll meet these guys for the first time, I reckon, in the car. This has, I'll tell you a story. This reminds me of the very first game I did in the CPL in the Caribbean Premier League, and I flew Melbourne, Sydney, L.A., New York, Florida, Panama, Guyana, right? It took me 39 hours, and I got to Guyana three hours before the first game. I walk into commentary. I'd never, ever met uh, Darren Ganga before. I sit down. For the first five overs, he called me Howard. He thought my name was Howard. So I hope I don't have a similar situation on the world stage tomorrow, Hattie. And I'm a little bit edgy about it. Mate, you should, but this is what you remember about your debut. These these are the moments you you, you don't want the just the plain sailing. It, it's no good for a sporty late later in life, Howie. When you you're down your local in in Geelong, you you three beers in that everyone starts talking about debuts. But mate, you'll be right. You'll nail it. But are, are you going to use nicknames straight away? Well. I, I don't know. Like All I think it was Carlos Brathwaite is remember the name. And Pommy's name is not Pommy, but I, I love me as a broadcaster. Do you think I should go Mr. Brathwaite and Mr. Mbunga, Mr. Badry? How, how should I be rolling this out, do you think? No, nah, I, I reckon you walking like you own it. <laughs> walking like you own, own it. Yeah, boys, I've got the pitch report covered. Yeah, I'll do the first stint, mate. Just... I know this ground, mate. I follow the hurricanes here. I know it inside out. Just go with me. So just go full on Captain Confident, you reckon? A hundred percent. And they won't know below the surface your legs are moving a thousand miles an hour, <laughs> but you've got to put that straight out there so they go, you know what? He is the captain of this commentary team. I'm not the captain, mate. I'm the 13th substitute that's been called off the bench. All right, Hadji, thank you for the confidence booster. Up next, we're going to talk about the two games today that I'm heading off to. Hi, I'm Mitch Stark, and this is Willow Talk. Mark Howard, Brad Haddon with you on Willow Talk. Just before we get to the games, Hads, I talk about the fact that I came down to, to Hobart uh, yesterday afternoon on very late notice. So I jumped into the Uber with a bloke from Nepal. Loves his cricket. Loves his cricket. Wants to start talking about cricket. And he told me that Nepal was rolled by the UAE in the semifinals of the qualifiers. So that's why he didn't get here. And then he's living in Hobart. And I'm like, you know, what do you think of Mount Wellington? And he said, mate, I'm from Kathmandu. That's not a mountain. That's a hill. 
He called it. He called it Wellington Hill. This bloke because he's used to Mount Everest. So um, if that, I hope he gets to the cricket tomorrow. He was very disappointed the Nepalese weren't in. Now. Uh, the games today, that as I said, I'm lucky enough to be at. Scotland take on Ireland. Ireland have struggled a little bit here in the top order. Um, Scotland's spinners were good. Leask and Watts, 5 for 27 between them. And obviously, Munsey made the runs. But the thing that impressed us, I think, both about Scotland hads was their fielding. You know, they, they bowled length, they batted well, but they just didn't drop a catch, did they? Fielding to me, how is a, is a real good attitude adjustment. You, you see exactly what the team is committed to, to all the stands the coaches set. And that's what we've seen in all the games so far. The team's going to be hungry to, to make a difference. And Scotland were, were just that the other night. Yes, you'll have good days with the ball and bat, but you can also contribute to the match in the field. And, and that's what we've seen. But in saying that, I think Ireland will get over Scotland. So you're leading me by one in the tipping because I tipped uh, the Namibians against Timmy Pringles. Why I tipped against Timmy Pringle, I do not know. So you're one in front. So you're going Ireland. Yeah, I think Ireland have got the class around the field. I'm with you on Ireland as well. Then the West Indies take on Zimbabwe. Um, I love watching the Zimbabwe quicks in action. Uh, and the man, Raza, that you pointed out before the tournament, he just kept putting blokes over square leg for six. So he, he's a danger man for the West Indies. The Windies dropped this. The Windies dropped this, and it's major trouble stations now, Hadzi. Yeah, it is. But the one thing I think in the West Indies' favour here is they've got some pace in their team. And Raza, what we've seen when he came out to Australia, he got out hooking three times in a row. The Australian guys went after him with pace, and that's what the West Indies do have. So... I see the West Indies bouncing back. Yes, Zimbabwe are a dangerous team to play. I like the brand of cricket they're they're trying to play and and how they're walking into the fire and not standing back and taking the game on. But I I think the West Indies' pace will be the big difference in this game. Yeah, surely Joseph will will get the job done with the ball. So we're both tipping the same there. I'm tipping the West Indies as well. All right, Hadzi, I've got to go and do a little bit more research. Thanks to Timmy Pringle. Enjoy the cricket today. And the new bloke in the commentary team will be very low-key. I'm not not going with your approach. Ah, it'll be interesting to see how they present to you on the ground. What, what's the speech to, for you to boo? But go well, Howie. Do you think I'll get a cap? Now you've got to get something. You've got to mark these occasions. These are the, the occasions that, that we all play for. These are the special <laughs> moments. You, you can call a thousand games, but you remember your first one. So I hope you get something just to remember this. Good on you, Hadzi. Wish me luck. I'll speak to you tomorrow morning. Thank you. Righto, we'll see you again tomorrow morning. Give us some love on Spotify or Apple. Give us a rating and hopefully tell your mates about us and continue to listen to Willow Talk. Don't miss an episode of Willow Talk Daily. Just click the favourite button on the listener app. Listener.